0: You're listening to The Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiast, presented by me, Daniel Achterhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for The Piston Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Piston Podcast, recorded today on the 15th of May 2020. Yes, that's right, we're already halfway through May. And by the time this episode is released on the Sunday after this is recorded, it's now Friday, woohoo, it's going to be even later in May. It's absolutely crazy. Lockdown is making the weeks go loads quicker, and I suppose it's a good thing, because... Well, yeah, it'll be over quicker, I suppose. This week, on the Piston Podcast, we've got a very sensible show, because I'm going to be reviewing a car that anybody can buy, and it's a car that can go anywhere. I'm going to be reviewing, you ready? Drum roll, please. The Dacia Duster. Yes, that's right, the Datcher Duster. Last week, I think I reviewed the Land Rover Defender, and then now I'm moving on to the Dacia Duster. Pretty, They're both 4x4s, um, or you can get them in 4x4s at least, but the price difference is humongous. So I'm going to be reviewing the Datcha Duster, and then after we've done that, I'm going to be doing a top ten list of the crossovers you can buy today, thanks to Autocar, their top ten lists are incredible for every car boffin out there, so have a look, because I just, I'm just i obsessed. Um, and, yeah, so if the Dacia Duster isn't the car for you and you you want a crossover, a car similar to the Dacia Duster, whether it's a Renault Captur or Volkswagen T-Cross or whatever, then stay tuned because I'm going to be counting down the top ten list of crossovers you can buy today. My way or highway this week is, once again, an off-roading road. It's not really off-roading, it's green-laning really, so it's not, like, proper vigorous. Um, but it's still, you know, you, can't, you you wouldn't be able to do it in, say a Fiat Panda 100 horsepower, it'd have to be a Fiat Panda 4x4, um, so yeah, and apart from that, car news, obviously, uh, on- on- online and stuff like that, and then um, there's a lot of F- F1 news going around, so I'll be talking about F1 a bit later on, um, some new cars are coming out, um, some piston podcast gossip, and um, an update on my Tamiya model, in fact I will do an update on my Tamiya model now, I will do it now. Last week, you may remember, I announced that I crashed. Yes, I crashed my Tamiya Volkswagen Campervan Type 1 split-screen thing. And uh, the body isn't done yet, so I just crashed the uh, actual chassis. And I crashed it into a curb. and it was after I put a new battery in, and I just wasn't used to the power, because that's so fast. Went straight into a curb. my fault really. um, Wasn't concentrating enough, not very good, because it was the second day on the road. Um, And then, basically, I think it was the suspension arm broke. So then the rear wheel, it's rear-wheel drive, one of the rear wheels wasn't actually attached. So, um, we bought some new spare parts online, thanks to the internet, and that arrived a few days ago, and it's back on the road, and back in the living room, and it drives again better than ever. Um, So, the Tamiya model is good now, Um, still need to do the actual shell, but in the meantime, while the shell isn't done, because white paint is difficult to buy at the moment, um, I put the VW Beetle Tamiya shell on it and gave it a few donuts and drifts, because that's what I do. Um, So yeah, it's running very, very nicely, very, very happy with it, Um, and I've got some springs coming soon. I probably mention this every week, but it's just exciting. I've got some springs coming. Um, So yeah, there's the update on the Tamiya model. Let's do some car news uh, to properly kick off, um, because, well, it's interesting, and I'm sure you're all wondering what on earth is going on in the car world. Um, So apparently it says here, the government vows to accelerate investment in UK road network. So the UK government steps up previous commitments while traffic is low with two hundred million pounds of two hundred million pounds worth of road improvements fast tracked during lockdown. Same with cycling actually. Um promised back in February was a five billion pound cycling sort of improvement for the UK. Um because they thought a lot of people are cycling now because everybody's bought bikes, which is stupid. Um, and I'm not saying that because I'm against cycling, because I'm not. I'm a cyclist, but it's just the fact everybody's just pretending to exercise and to get out, and it's a bit, bit of a pain. Um, but yeah, they're building cycle lanes everywhere. I know they are in like London and big cities, which is great. I think it's fantastic. But the problem is, once lockdown's over, people can go in their cars again and go to work in the car they prefer um, over cycling, obviously, because it's just Britain. Um, all of the bicycles are going to end up back in the shed. Um, but Halfords has actually introduced something, I'm sorry I'm going on about bicycles, I'm sure you're not interested. Halfords has in, in, uh, introduced something, it's free health checks for bicycles, um, but it's it's a stunt really. You think, oh that's nice, but then you dig a bit deeper and it's basically a way to for Halfords to say to somebody for free, oh this needs changing, when it probably doesn't, and then they get the money um, to change it. Um, so it's like pointing out things that are wrong that you could probably live with for a bit longer to earn a bit more cash. That's what Halfords are doing at the moment, but, oh well, I suppose it's nice. Um, But, yeah, me personally, if I was worried about my bike, I'd take it for a free health check and then take it somewhere else, just to annoy Halfords, because I'm like that. What else has been going on in the news? Again, I'm just getting this off my phone, because if I fire up my desktop, it just makes a big noise, and the iPad's dead again. Um, I don't know, iPad batteries, they just don't last. I think it's a pretty old iPad, but I'm not really sure... Um Ferrari says the first EV they make will pioneer new technology um which is interesting because Ferrari um are a bit against EVs. I wouldn't say they're against EVs, but they're just they're not really interested and they say that they don't want to make an electric car for a while. Um so yeah, I don't know, it's it's quite unusual, but they're going to have to do it eventually. Otherwise, it's going to be impossible for them to carry on as a company because I don't know, people that know me will know a bit weird, because I support piston engine cars and EVs. I like them both just as much um, as each other. I think they're both fantastic, and I support them both greatly. Um, So, yeah, personally, I think that in the future, electric cars are going to be used daily, and then some of the car enthusiasts around are going to have piston engine, diesel, petrol, whatever, um, to use as a bit of a treat in the weekend, like to go for a... Nice ride into the sunset or something like that. MG aims to sell one million cars globally by 2024. That's from four years' time. Well, if you're listening in the future, then it's in the past. And you'll be able to say, oh, they didn't do that. Or maybe they did do that. And maybe went further. Who knows? Renault is in talks with Nissan to build two new SUVs at Sunderland. So the Nissan Sunderland factory could get boost um, under Alliance restructuring programme. Um, it's really difficult to read because it's all titles. It's just not written properly. Reports claim with production being moved from Spain. Um, so there we go. There's uh, a fact about Renault and Nissan. There they're doing a lot of SUVs at the moment. Don't know what to think about that. Um, we'll end the car news for now with this one: new Volkswagen ID. Three, which is going to be, yeah, amazing. Um, will sales in the UK? They will start in July. This July 2020, which is two months' time, I think. Um, and this is despite software issues and the factory shutdown. They're still going to plough on, so good Volkswagen. Um, so, yeah, ID3, I think it's going to be amazing. I think it's going to be the new electric car for the people. And who knows, it might be better than a Tesla. Who knows? Anyway, that is it for car news. Right, before I move on to some other car gossip, um, I'd just like to talk about this, and I forgot to mention this last week, I got carried away with talking about Defenders and chimneys and that sort of nonsense. Um, a few weeks ago, I was looking through Apple Podcasts, which is the podcast app thing I use personally, which I think is great, um, and I was having a look at the ratings and reviews of the Piston podcast. So if you're listening to this and you've done a review, then feel nervous. Um I've had two five star ones, so thank you for them, whoever they were. Um and there's one here and it's a one star rating and they've named the review Fiat Pandas Are Bad. Um and then they've put a little as their name they put Good but I can't spell. And then the actual review said the host doesn't know what he's on about. And when I read that I actually laughed out loud. I thought it was quite funny. And I kind of take that as an achievement as I am the car podcasting host who doesn't know what I'm on about. That is me now, that is me, and I could even change my Twitter bio or something. The host doesn't know what he's on about. Piston Podcast Review 2020, I don't know. But yeah, I'm going to take that as a compliment, so whoever that was, thank you for making me laugh. But yeah, if you're feeling generous, then do head over to Spotify or whatever you use, Apple Podcasts or slash iTunes. Or anywhere and leave it a positive review. Um let's boost up that rating because it's now a four stars and it used to be five. Um there's only three reviews, I think, at Apple. So that needs to go up. Um and then who knows, the Piston Podcast could become a global hit and we could hit the automotive chart. That is my that's my aim, even if I'm like a hundred or something. I want to hit some point in my life the automotive chart for automotive podcasts. That's what I want to do. So all of you listeners listening now, you should be anyway, you should be listening, um, go and leave a positive review and da- subscribe to the podcast and do all the other bits because, yeah, the podcast, let's make it rise. Right, now I just want to talk about this because this is something I saw, I think Car Magazine, no was it Evo Magazine or something, tweeted it and it's the new Peugeot E208 Sport. And I think it's incredibly cool. Search it up. It's the Peugeot E208 Sport. Peugeot 208, the new one, I think it looks great anyway. But this is an E208, and it's, it's a Sport one. So it, it sort of rivals with the Mini Cooper, the Me, the E-Mini, I don't know what it's called. Mi, Mini Cooper, Mini Cooper SE, Mini Cooper ES, I don't know. The electric Mini Cooper. They say it's an S, but it isn't, um, but it's probably worthy of an S badge. But yeah, they're sort of rivals together, and I think the Peugeot 208, it, it looks fantastic. But the question is, though, let's put the Mini out of it, because I think it's irrelevant in this chat. Most interesting cars at the moment, electric cars, but of my, my favourites are the small ones. I really like the Honda E. Last week when I went to Goodwood... Um, the car I was most excited to see was not the Lamborghini Huracan Evo, it was not the Mercedes-AMG A45s, whatever it was, it was the Honda e, and when I saw it, my jaw dropped. wasn't disappointed and I spent probably a bit too much time around it, to be honest. Um, my parents weren't complaining either because it was an air-conditioned room and it was about 30 degrees. It's horrible on like a show when it's like 30. It's just too hot. Um, so the question is, would you rather have the Honda e or the Peugeot e208 Sport Tweet me, because I'd love to hear your opinion, and, and say why, because I'm interested, and I think they're fantastic cars, both of them, um, and my plan is, when lockdown's over and the Honda E is on the road, I want to see another Honda E, um, and I want to experience it for myself and go in one and, you know, have a drive, probably not me driving because that's not allowed, but you never know, you never know, but yeah, I'd love to do a review on one of them, so if, you're, if you've put your name on the waiting list for a Honda E, or maybe you've it's on its way or something like that, I don't know what the current situation is, and you'd be willing to let me have a look and you're around Cheshire, then do send me a tweet or an Instagram message at DanielCars05 because I'm interested and I'd love to review it and maybe you get a feature on the podcast and I might interview you, who knows, and you'd be famous, probably. Um, So yeah, that is it, the Peugeot E208 Sport, I might review it in a few weeks, who knows. I think it's fantastic, so well done to Peugeot. People mock Peugeot, but I think they're doing a pretty great job at the moment at Carfest North last year. I was walking around all of the Peugeots, like the 508, which is fantastic. Um, And they all look so great, and a lot of people moan about the interiors, about the small chunky steering wheel and having to look over it, like, a lot. Um, No, not look over it, like, it's too far down and stuff like that, it's too small. But I really like it, I like the chunky steering wheel, I think it adds a chunk of character. Again, let me know what you think of Peugeot, because I think we shouldn't be mocking them anymore. I think we should be praising them, because I think they're doing a pretty fantastic job. So well done to Peugeot. Massive well done. Right, I think now is the time to do the Piston Podcast Pick of the Week. And this week, I mentioned earlier on, it is the Dacia Duster. And I have thought of this last night, I thought to myself, right, I went to Dacia just over a year ago now, and I went in the Logan, I went in the Sandero, and I went in the Duster, and I reviewed it on my radio show last year, but then I thought I can make the most of it and do a podcast review, so that's what I'm going to do now. You can buy the Datcha Duster starting at £10,130. You can get it with a 1-litre 3-cylinder engine, a 1.3-litre 4-cylinder engine, or a 1.5-litre 4-cylinder engine, which is a diesel. And um, them engines are all Renault engines, and they've got Renault written on them, which is a bit of a giveaway. Um, but the 1.5 4-cylinder engine, we've got in our Renault Scenic. That's... Not on the drive at the moment, my mum's got it at work. Um, but yeah, it's it's an okay engine, it's good enough. Ideally want a bit more power, I like a 1.9, but yeah, 1.5 is good, 1.3 is also good. I think you can get that 1.3 petrol 4-cylinder in the new Scenic, maybe wrong, and the Kajar, I think, I'm not really sure, and the 1.0-litre 3-cylinder should be good, but I don't think it's the engine I would choose. I don't know, I don't think I know enough to talk about it, but yeah, there we go. There's the engines. It's front-engined, and it's front-wheel drive, or you can get it as a four-wheel drive variant, the four-wheel drive, because I think it's just epic. Um, brake horsepower, it produces, depending on what engine you get, 98 to 147 brake horsepower. Um, it comes with a five- or a six-speed manual gearbox. It's good that it's a manual, because manuals are the best. Um, and it produces, again, depending on what engine you choose and what Uh, Wheels driven variant you choose, it develops 160 to 260 Newton meters of torque, which is pretty good, but it's not Range Rover and not Range Rover spec, is it? But then again, it's 10 grand, so let's carry on. MPG between 35 and 52 MPG, not to 60, this is irrelevant, but I'll say anyway, 10.1 to 12.5 seconds, and it maxes out, also irrelevant, at 111 miles per hour. So as a you wouldn't want to go like you probably wouldn't want to go 80 in a duster to be honest. But yeah, it's fast enough. It's just it's fast enough. Maybe you could do with a bit more power and a bit more grunt so when you get in a bit of a sticky situation, like when you're going off-roading or, I don't know, doing the school run and got lost. Um but oh well, I won't moan too much. It weighs between 1191 to 1405 kilograms. And it has an NCAP rating, which is not very impressive, of 3 star. But it's okay. But then again, it's owned by Renault. And Renault are crazy with safety um, and trying to keep their passengers safe. They've all got 5 stars, if not near 5 stars. So, I don't know, that's not very impressive. CO2 emissions, this is important in today's society. 145 grams per kilometre. And that's okay. It's not fantastic, but it's not bad if you compare that to the Defender I reviewed last week, I think it was a lot higher. Um, it's got five doors and it's got five seats, which means it's pretty practical. The rivals are the Renault Capture and the Nissan Juke, and that's mainly because they're the same car, um, probably. The Renault Capture and the um, Renault Capture and the Dacia Duster are the same. not sure about the Juke, because um, the new one is quite different, but obviously Renault, Dacia and Nissan and Lada actually are in the same group. Um, something I didn't know, Renault owns Lada, but there we go. So yeah, they're all pretty much the same car. Um, pros and cons. Pros, it's cheap, it's capable, and I've described it as a bash anywhere car. Um, it's one of them cars, you can go off-roading, and if you scrape the side skirt on a rock, you wouldn't cry too much. If it was a Range Rover Sport, then you'd be weeping like crazy. Um, cons, they build quality. Um, I think it could be a bit more rigid, and it could be a bit more... Better made. Uh, another con is it's got drum brakes at the rear. But then again, it's a 4x4. So is it really important? But I think it could do with discs all round. I think they could have done that, but it's just to save money. Um, but then again, Datcher's a budget brand, so oh well. It's also got exposed wheel arches inside. That's what I've written down here, but I can explain it more. Because when I went to Datcher last year, something my dad noticed and wasn't very keen on. Um, inside the wheel arches, most of the time, you get a bit of black plastic or something to make it look a bit more pleasant, but Dacia didn't do that, they've just kept it fully exposed with the paint and weld and stuff like that. Not weld, I don't think, but it doesn't look very nice, and I know it's a bash anywhere vehicle as I've described it, but they could have made it a bit better, but cons aside, it's a very, very good car, and if you're looking for a good affordable 4x4 and I don't know, it's the perfect car for the Lake District, that's what I would say, Because it's spacious, it's practical, it's economical, depending on what engine you get. And it's just a very, very good car. I've always liked Dacia, since the beginning. Um, I think they're fantastic. And James May likes Dacia, so that says a lot. Um, So yeah, that is interesting. There's my review on the Dacia Duster. I'm giving it a Piston Podcast rating of 4.5 out of 5. And that's quite high. I'm giving it quite a high rating. Because I think it's a very, very good car. It's capable... It's fun and it's just it's desirable. It's desirable to me anyway and people in the Datcher Owners Club on Twitter or whatever. But um yeah, it's a good car. Moving on now to the top ten list of crossovers. If the duster is not for you, then don't go listening to any other motoring podcasts. Stay here for another ten minutes or so because I'm gonna do a top ten list of crossovers and then after that it's time for my way or highway. And this week I mentioned I'm doing a top ten list of crossovers. Kicking off at number ten is the Dacia Duster and at least it's on the list, but then again, it's 10,000 pounds, and some of the other cars on this are like 30, so let's carry on going. At number nine is the DS3 Crossback, and number eight is the quite good actually Citroën C3 Aircross, at number seven is the I don't know what to think of it, it's the Audi Q2. Um, I don't know, my mum really likes them, but I'm not too keen, I think they look a bit strange. At number six is the Master CX3. And number five is the Nissan Juke. The new one's not so bad. I remember seeing it in Belgium, actually, other old places. Um, the old one was pretty hateful. Uh, and number four is the Renault Captur. My mum's obsessed with them for some reason. Um, and I can tell you a fact if you're not very clever. The Renault Captur and the Renault Clio, I believe, share the same chassis. So, there we go. And number three is the Seat Arona. At number two is the Ford Puma, a new... Um, car actually quite re- quite new. I saw it last year at Goodwood, and I didn't get much time spend. Ar- I didn't get much time spend around it, but I did see it from a distance. It's too busy with the Honda E, but yeah, the Puma is a good car. I think it's it looks right. It looks great, and people are worried about reinventing sort of a sporty coupe into an SUV, but I think they've done a good job. And Number one is the Volkswagen T Cross, and the T Cross is very good. I saw one yesterday, and I've got to say I'm very impressed. Um, there's the T-Cross, there's a the T Rock, there's a Tiguan and a Touareg, and there's a Touareg down my road actually, it's a huge car, and I think they're doing a very good job at the moment, Volkswagen, as long as you don't get the T-Cross convertible, or was it, no, it's the t Rock convertible, they didn't do a T T T-Cross, there's too many T's now in Volkswagen, but there we go, there's the top ten list, according to Autocar, if you want to buy a crossover then you buy the T-Cross, but personally I wouldn't, I'd would go for something a bit different, and Oh, I don't know what I'd go for. Uh, probably a Datcha, so cheap, and it's £10,000 for a brand new car. And if you spec it up like crazy, I think it goes up to about £18,000. So a top spec Datcha Duster for £18,000. If you've got the money, and that'd be like a 20 reg, or a 70 reg when it comes out, that's pretty fantastic, because it's a brand new car, and that's really quite cheap in today standards for a brand new car. So, there we go. It's a good car. My way or highway, it's time for that now, and this week it is the Honister Pass, or the Honister Pass, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's located in Cumbria and it runs north out of Keswick towards Buttermore. Oh no, Buttermere. There we go, I said it wrong. Can't read my own handwriting. Been there, it's a very very nice place. And then it goes on to the River Cocker. I know it's a very unusual name, but we'll we'll gloss over that and we'll move on um, with elegance. Elevation, this is very, very boffin territory now, elevation, 356 metres high. And if you're even more of a boffin and you want to know exactly what road it is, then it's the B5289. So if you want to look on the map, and you just don't know how to pronounce it because of my bad pronunciation, it's the B5289. And I always look at pictures of these roads before I talk about them, so I can sort of come off the script a bit, and I can just talk about what I think about them. And I've been down quite a few of these roads because go to Scotland every year in the Renault. Um, it's a very, very nice place. And the roads are fantastic. There's sheep everywhere. It's, it's so rural. I can't say how rural it is. It's just too rural. I don't know if you can get too rural. I'm quite weird. I really like quiet places. It's just me. City centres, sometimes they're nice. But I think I'd find it quite stressful living in a city centre all of the time. But, yeah, me personally, I prefer nice, quiet places. So... That is a very nice place. Um, So yeah, go there, the Hunister Pass in Cumbria, or Honister Pass. I don't know how to say it. H-O-N-I-S-T-E-R Pass in Cumbria. Very, very nice road. I should actually do a rating for these roads, shouldn't I, really? Maybe I'll start that from next week. A My Way or Highway rating, or an M-W-O-H rating, which is M-W-O-H rating. M-W-O-H rating. That's what I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it a moi rating. Um, It's really weird, isn't it? Things I come up with behind a microphone. It's not allowed. So, there we go. There's my highway done, and everything done, pretty much. Um, So now I'd like to talk about F1, because it's been quite an eventful week in F1. Um, Sebastian Vettel, or Vettel, or whoever you want to say it, announced he was leaving Ferrari at the end of the year, the Ferrari F1 team, and he hasn't yet announced, I may be wrong, and maybe this, when this podcast comes out, on the Sunday, Sunday the... Uh, 17th, I think, of May. Maybe it would have been announced, but this is just from today, the 15th. So don't get angry with me and start tweeting me death, threat, uh, th- death threats and stuff like that because, I don't know, I'm in the past. I'm just a past man. Um, so, yeah, that, was the, that wasn't that was the only eventful thing in F1. Carlos Sainz, or Sa- Sainz, Sainz said that he was leaving McLaren at the end of the season and he was going to Ferrari to take... Vettel's place. And Daniel Ricciardo who's one of my favourite F1 um, drivers. I think he's just a very happy chap and he just sounds like a really nice guy. He announced at the end of the season, which is probably not going to take place, he was going to leave the Renault F1 team and go to McLaren to replace Carlos. Um, I can tell you a joke but you just know when it's going to be. What do you call a was it Mexican man that's lost his car? Carlos. There we go. I'm sure many of you in driving in your cars to British Gas or something, are laughing your head off. Um, Or mowing the lawn or something. But there we go. Sorry about that. Um, So yeah, it's been an eventful week in F1. A lot more things are going to happen, undoubtedly. Um, People are sorting out things for the 2021 season, because it's probably going to be quite humongous the next season, I imagine, because this season's been dire, because it hasn't gone on. Um, I think they're due to start racing, I think, in July... Uh, mid-July time. And then I think they're going to carry on going through the August holiday, where they would normally have the holiday, but I think they're just going to race then and just try and get as many races as they can done. But yeah, it's going to be an unusual one. Personally, I would say cancel the season and then just do maybe a better one next year. But I'm not sure, because these drivers need to stay on it and if they don't race for the entire year and then they go back to racing along the tracks next year, then I don't know, I think it's going to go quite wrong, um, and what's going to be exciting is the first race back, I reckon it's going to be quite eventful, I reckon there's going to be a few crashes or near misses or touches or something like that. So yeah, it's, it's going to be quite interesting. I remember I was watching an F1 live stream on Instagram, and Daniel Ricciardo said something about how he was going to qualify last on the first race back, I can't remember why he said it, but he was apparently going to try, maybe, and qualify last, and try and make up as many spaces as he could. But I don't know. I really don't know. But there we go. Um, I've never been massively into F1. I've always been slightly interested. When I did my Monday radio show with my cousin Ben, he was obsessed with it. He used to ramble on about F1. Um, Old listeners will probably remember. Um, But yeah, this year, at the start of the year, I said, I'm going to watch this season. And then, what a year to say I'm going to start watching F1 because nothing is happening. But, oh well, it's not the end of the world. Um, it will hopefully start in July time or around then, if not, maybe later in the year or next year. Who knows, me personally, I think they should just do it next year and start properly. But, I don't know, people have different opinions. Again, tweet me your opinion because I'm interested, I'm genu- genuinely interested. At Daniel Carzo 5 and give me a cheeky follow as well and maybe give um, the podcast a retweet or something like that and give it a good review. Right, we're coming up to the final few minutes of the Piston podcast. I feel like this podcast, just times perfectly, always ends, by coincidence, around half an hour. And that's when I start to get a sore throat. And it's partly because I want to have some lunch. It's coming up to 12 o'clock, and I'm just wondering what to have. This is Piston podcast spirit now. I'm not talking about cars, just talking about what I'm having for lunch. I've got a tin of ravioli I could have. I've got... uh, I think I had a pizza yesterday. I'm not sure. It's lockdown lunch. Lockdown lunchtime. So, there we go. Um, All that's left to say is give me a follow on social media. Instagram and Twitter are my main ones. I like the most. DanielCars05. Um, I might go live on Instagram soon. Who knows? Tour around the Fiat Panda or something like that. Um, 100 horsepower. Power low. Um, Check out my DriveTribe articles at Daniel's Tribe. And if you're genuinely interested in what I can do, you can check my portfolio. um, www.danielactorhouse.wixsite.com forward slash cars, good luck with spelling my last name, um, it's a nightmare, um, I can tell you a story about my last name if you're really interested, if not, turn off now and listen to Sniff and Smith, S- Smith, and Smith and Sn- I can't say the podcast name, Johnny Smith and Richard Porter, but um, yeah, I, I went to my school office and I asked for something and they asked for my name and I said, Daniel House. and I said I'll have to spell my last name, she said, no it's alright, she just wrote it down like she knew it. And I was amazed. I was starstruck. I actually walked out of that. I walked out of that office like, what the hell just happened? I've never ever had that before. Because people just, ugh, spell my last name completely wrong. But there we go. It's an interesting story. That is it for this week. Um, thank you ever so much for listening. Stay safe. Do not go against the lockdown rules. Obviously, if you're a motorbiker now, you can go out on your motorbike, which is fantastic news. I know my grandad's been riding like mad on his Triumph Bonneville, America, which I'm due to do an article on, actually, in a few months. Comparison between that 2011 model, is beautiful, against my 1958 Triumph Roadster bicycle. It's going to be a fun article to do. Um, so, yeah, thank you ever so much for listening. Um, obviously, you can do unlimited exercise now, and you can meet one other person from a two-metre distance, but only one other person at a time. And I've quite liked that rule because it means I can see Matthew, my friend, who was on the podcast two weeks ago now. Um, have a look back. I think it's episode five, I think. So, yeah, that is it for episode seven. Thank you ever so much for listening. The series is flying by already. I have got plans uh, for the end of the season uh, series. Sorry, I'm not American. Season is weather. There we go. So every week. At the end of the series, I will be doing a special um, series finale. finale. There we go. And it'll be based on one car and one car only. So who knows what that'll be. Probably a Fiat Panda because that's why I have reach, And it's a good one to start with. So yeah, thank you ever so much for listening. Stay safe. And yeah, enjoy your cars. Enjoy your tinkering and stuff like that. Because obviously it's difficult when you can't go out for your drives and stuff like that. You just have to enjoy your drives to the shop. Stay safe. Thank you ever so much for listening. And goodbye you're listening to the piston podcast the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts presented by me daniel actorhouse listen whilst folding washing doing your day-to-day commute or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust whatever you're doing i promise to make your day a little less boring with some fun and interesting motor talk anyway engage launch control it's time for the piston podcast